Hey, everyone. Welcome to Parent Tell. My name is Kayla, and I am your host. We are parenting and telling you about it, and that means we are talking about so many different things every single episode, even within the same episode. Um, I'm really excited for this particular episode. It's been a while in the making, and I know if you have a furry friend sitting next to you right now, you're going to immediately relate to this episode and probably take a lot from it. I am meeting with Dominica and she is a certified dog trainer and she helps families introduce their babies to their dogs. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I feel like two years ago before I had a child, I would have been like, oh, like that's easy, right? Like that's no brainer. No, (laughs) it can really be, it can be a really, you know, it can be difficult. It's also, it's a transition, just like everything else. It takes some time. Um, and there are some strategies and skills that come with it, just like everything, you know, it's one of those things that you're not really prepared for just like parenting in general, I guess. So it's just another layer. Um, when you bring home your human baby to what you probably consider your first baby. Um, I feel like most of us consider our pets, um, especially if you have a dog, it's that bond. And when you sit there and think about it, that is your first baby. And so when you bring home your own baby, it shifts the relationship between you and your baby, you and your dog, your baby and your dog, and it can be a lot. So Dominica is just going to talk to us a little bit about what that is like, what it can be like, um, and why we should, you know, maybe put a little more time and energy into prepping for this big transition. I feel like I, I read maybe like one article when I was pregnant and it, I was like, okay, all right. So like, we'll play crying, you know, crying sounds at the speaker to get her used to it. We'll bring home a blanket that the baby has been on and like let her sniff it. But I didn't necessarily give any thought to what it was going to be like every day. And when it's like, when the dog realizes, okay, like this, the small thing is not going anywhere. This is, this is how we live now. And then once the baby becomes mobile, oh my God, totally, (laughs) totally different. Um, So I guess let's start off by talking just a little bit about Um, why do you think it's important to kind of maybe have a plan in place when it comes to introducing your brand new baby to your dog? It's, um, well, some dogs are going to be fine. Even if you don't do a single thing, Mm -hmm. they are just going to, I had clients where they literally told me, I don't think my dog knows there is a baby. (laughs) (laughs) So it happens, right? Like the dogs don't really care when you're pregnant, their behavior doesn't change. And when the baby arrives, they're the same, but most dogs are not. Most dogs are, have not lived with a newborn, have not met a newborn, have not had a newborn in their house, have not Mm -hmm. heard a newborn cry in the middle of the night, have not seen the parents act in a very different way. suddenly everything changes, the routine changes. And, you know, you as a new parent are still probably figuring things out. Um, Mm -hmm. So there there are so many changes on many levels. And a little baby does not really look like a child. Most dogs have seen seen little children and some of them have great relationships with little children um, and some are scared of them. But it's very different when the baby is not moving and I mean, it's moving, but not not walking or running. And um, and some dogs can have a different reaction to to the baby because they are scared. And in very, very rare cases, um, it can trigger a predatory response, which is what mm. happened in my case. Um, oh again, I want to say it's very rare, but it does happen that, that the dog can um, act as if they saw a squirrel or a cat, Mm. they are predatory towards small animals. So it is good to have a plan. And in working with clients, I have learned that it's really impossible, maybe for some dogs it is, but for most dogs, it's really impossible to really predict the the reaction. And I have had dogs that you would bet money this dog would be solid, right? Like no issues. And then 
big surprise, this dog is absolutely not okay with the newborn. And, and some dogs that are terrified of children and they're great with a newborn. So mm. it's not really, um, because it's hard to predict what the reaction is going to be. I think it's really important that you have a plan because you as a new parent, if your dog has a reaction that is not what you expected, and it doesn't have to be as um, scary as it was in my case, it could be just that the dog barks every time the baby cries or that the dog won't settle and just keeps circling the bassinet mm. just like so, you know maybe in a little bit obsessive way nothing over the top um and you as a new mom or a new dad especially the new mom you're going to be scared and yeah. you're not going to and it's going to you know all the hormones and it's just going to be very um it's too much at this point. And if you don't know that this is what can happen, and if you don't have a plan for this, it can be terrifying. Yeah. Um, can you talk about, I know you said it's rare, but can you talk about what the scenario was like for you? Cause I do feel like, I mean, I don't know anyone who had a dog react, you know, extremely aggressively. Um, I feel like for the most part, I know my dog wasn't necessarily this way, but for the most part, most of parents that I've talked to, they've said that their dog doesn't really show any interest. Um, yeah, which is which is a, a common reaction. Or yeah. at first, they don't show much interest, and then they start mm. acting in a different way, which is another scenario. Because you know, having a, a newborn at home for a few days, it's just suddenly things change, right? And that's yeah. when the dog starts getting more anxious mm. and some dogs start having pee accidents, for example. Yeah. So um, the, the rare situations are, there are two kinds. One, I would say that the dog um, will act in a fear aggressive way. And that could be the like barking and lunging mm. and really, or, or growling every time they hear the newborn or every time... Mm the newborn is closer to them. So that's one. And then the other one is where dogs are not afraid and they literally act as if they saw a squirrel mm. and, um, or, a you know, um, a rat <laughs> or a cat, <laughs> something, something that, that they would hunt for. And that was my case where my dog acted as if she saw, um, I don't know, two little kittens. I don't know what she was thinking, but that, that was her behavior. Yeah. And it was a threat. She saw something that threatened her. No, no. Well, not a threat. Something that you have to grab and I don't know, kill, right. It's just okay. like, that's the hunting. Just behavior. Instinct, she yeah. is, she is a very predatory dog towards small animals. So this is not, this wasn't, um, it's not, I mean, it was a surprise because I, I honestly, before it happened to me, I knew a lot about predatory behaviors. I never thought that this was possible mm. um, with little kids. With it's mostly with newborns because they yeah. their cry is a little bit different. And I, I have twins, so they were early term. They were really small, and the way they make those sounds and move tiny movements that you know she has never seen a newborn, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. And that that trigger that instinct it's not something that the dog decides to do um, yeah. consciously right it just happens it's an it's a that my kids movements and sounds and size trigger that behavior now I had a plan in place it wasn't um perfect now it's now I would do it differently having learned from that experience and 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 my mini course, how to introduce the baby uh, to your dog. That's when I really go over the steps just so you, because you can avoid that shock and you can avoid this reaction if you know how to do it in a step-by-step -step way. Yeah. Um, so I, um, and I think especially if you know that your dog, because sometimes, you know, right? Like your many parents, you can just tell. Me, well, my dog kills bunny bunnies every day in the backyard, right? <laughs> like my dog um, cannot be around cats. Mm -hmm. We already know that we have a dog that is more prone to this behavior or like just, just um, has more of the, has those reactions. So mm -hmm. definitely have a plan. <laughs> but I think it's really, it, to me, when you are prepared as a new mom and a new dad, it just, it's easier later. It's yeah, down the road. Of mind, it's just something that I know many parents when they reach out to me, 
Sometimes even they have, they introduce the dog um, to their second baby in a different way. And maybe the first reaction to the first baby was sort of okay, not ideal, but now they see that it could have been better. Mm -hmm. And they tell me a lot of times that they see the change in their dog's behavior. It's much more relaxing and they feel much more prepared. And it's, Mm. you know, they're not like kind of like, Mm, she's sniffing a little bit too long. Let's pull her off the baby, right? Mm-hmm, like, like mm-hmm. uh, I see it a lot of times that you know parents let the dog sniff the child a lot of times in the car seat on the floor, and the dog is just like trying to sniff that baby, and you yeah. don't really see them for a moment because you all you see is your dog's head right in front of your baby's head. Oh and yeah, almost every parent gets nervous at some point, and then they pull the dog off the baby, and it's well, nothing happened, but you are probably at this point. Yeah. I'm not really sure how my dog is going to react or like, should I let it happen? What should I do next? So it's good to know what's okay. What's not okay. And how to make it, um, how to set up everyone for success. Yeah. Cause it is, I guess in the sense, your dog is another person who has to get used to this transition and, it really is important to make sure that you're not just kind of forgetting about that and not just kind of, Oh, well, they'll be fine. Um, I remember you talking about the like sniffing and just kind of like you watch. And I remember knowing that, uh, so we have a German shepherd Mm -hmm. and, um, so our story is actually interesting. So we, my son was born in May, 2020, a month after we got the German shepherd that we have now, but yes, <laughs> but the, yes, it was a but, puppy, German shepherd puppy. Um, she, when we got her, she was like one and a half too. Oh, so okay. she was, okay. yeah. No. So she was, yeah, she wasn't brand new, but she was mm-hmm. straddling that lot. She was much more hyper than she is now. I will say mm. like, you know, her behavior has calmed mm-hmm. down a lot. Um, but the entire, the rest of the time that I was pregnant, we had our first dog, also German shepherd, but she was seven and she was like that, like talk about a first baby, like, oh my God, my heart, like Ruby was my child. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, so she was a rescue. Unfortunately, she had an underlying health condition and we had to say goodbye to her really quickly um, in March when I was about seven months pregnant. And, you know, oh, like, I'm so sorry. I know it was just so hard. I, yeah. And it, I think it was harder because she knew I was pregnant. Yeah. She was one of those dogs who yeah. knew. And when I found out I was pregnant, her behavior over the last, the previous two weeks, I was like, oh my God, she knew I was, she yeah. knew there was something going on. Cause I had noticed immediately right before I found out I was pregnant, she was just, she would follow me more. Mm-hmm. She would um, like, make sure she was always sleeping on my side of the bed where before she would like maybe start on my side of the bed on the floor and like move to another room or move to the end of the bed on the floor. She stayed by my side the entire night. She even would like lay outside the shower door, which like that yes. was new behavior. And so I kind of noticed it, but I was like, nah, we had also just moved into a new house. I was like, ah, oh, she's just, she's feeling a little anxious. It's fine. But no, she knew that I was pregnant. She became um, extra protective yes. of me. And it was so cool. Cause it was my first time being pregnant around, you know, like my dog. So it was so cool to see the like, wow, like she knows, like there's this yes. bond between us. Yeah. So she, you know, I was very excited for her to meet our child, but I, at the same time, I was like, I don't know how she's going to react because she's a German shepherd. She was very classic German shepherd where mm-hmm. like, she's like the police slash teacher of the dog world. Just like, we're not going to have too much fun, everyone. Okay. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we knew that about, we knew that about her. So yeah. we were already, that's why we read the articles. I'm like, okay how can we make this at least a little bit of a better transition? Um, but unfortunately she never got to meet our son, but then we rescued this other, just like such a strange, like such a strange, uh, series of circumstances. Um, we found this other German shepherd, her name is Zelda. And, um, she had a similar backstory where, um, Ruby had been pretty much abused and was used in a puppy mill to breed. And so, yeah, so she, we, you know, we felt for her that way. She had a hematoma in her ear that never got 
uh, fixed or seen. So her one ear was crumpled and our dog Zelda was found like living in the woods, had had clearly at least one litter and she has little tiny pieces um, of like flesh from her one ear because of horse flies biting her. So my pregnant heart, I was just like, like sending this yeah. to my husband, like, no, 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 this is just like Ruby. Like, no, we have to, like, I know I this is I, yeah, like, I know this is crazy. I'm giving birth in a month. Like, no, we have, we have to, we have to. So, so we the did decision, it. The decision you make when you're pregnant. So I can tell you what briefly we didn't move because in the new location, there was, there were no, no good dog walkers for my dog. <laughs> Literally, yes. I on the we were about to sign the papers, and I just broke down, and I was like, "We can't go there. There are no good dog walkers for Lola. We're not moving." <laughs> Which ended up being a very good decision because you know that was a townhouse, and having a backyard. You know, now yes. we have a house with a backyard. It's it's a much better decision. But yeah. literally, the reason why I said no was because there was no dog walker for Lola. Yeah, and they're just like. And that's how much our pets come yes. to mean to us. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they mean less when we have a child. It's just that our relationship with them changes, especially in that first newborn stage where you are just like trying to keep your head above water yes. and, you know, like you're trying to pay attention to the baby. I will also take care of yourself. So like playing fetch with the dog is unfortunately like one of the last things on your mind. It really um, is. You know, I feel like the first month of Zelda's life with us, she was like, oh, you know, like this is great because I hadn't, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't given birth yet. And then um, we brought Robin home. That's my son's name, Robin. We brought Robin home and we were, you know, just watching. We did play the crying, you know, we did kind mm-hmm. of the same stuff that we had done for Ruby. And I will never forget this though. It was the day we came home from the hospital and, um, I was sitting, we have a big recliner in the living room. I was sitting on the recliner. My husband had brought out the bassinet, um, and just like put it next to me. And Mm -hmm. Robin was laying, he was swaddled laying in the bassinet. Mm -hmm. The recliner is like a two person recliner. So there's space enough for Zelda to jump on. And she had, like, she was laying with us before all the time. I was turned talking to my mother-in-law. So the bassinet was like just out of my peripheral vision. And all of a sudden I see my mother-in-law make this face like, and so I whip my head and I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) Zelda had taken the, she like grabbed the swaddle with her teeth and pulled Robin closer to her end of the bassinet. Oh, and I just, yeah, I just was like one, like, what are you doing? Like, what's yeah. happening but at the same time my instinct like you said is yes. just like <gasps> it's my like, baby right that's, yes that's like a dog yes like this dog is going after mm-hmm. my child mm-hmm. and I remember you know like just having just given birth I got up as fast mm-hmm. as I could and yeah. was just like well okay let's let's just have some space let's separate mm-hmm. Zelda let's separate dog and baby while also knowing that like if my heart rate is elevated if I seem stressed it's going to stress yeah. her out too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I, when you were talking about the sniffing and just like that moment of just like where you're just, you're mm-hmm. for a second, you're just unsure of what's going to happen exactly. because it also happens so fast. It does. And, and a lot of times this is really the first time when people realize that they live with an animal because yes. you, you really start like noticing that her head is just so big compared to my baby and the, the, yeah. you know that jaw is really is very really strong powerful very mm-hmm. strong so this is like I, I I had many clients tell me this it's like hmm it's it's such an and you know it's such a primal instinct to protect your baby that you're mm-hmm. you're going to do no matter what and it really makes you like anxious when you see your dog get very close to your baby yeah. What and do you move. think? <laughs> yeah. And it's, I feel like following your account, I learned a lot about dog body language mm-hmm. that I just I had no idea. Yeah. Because I think that's something that as a dog owner, you know, maybe like the very basic body language, but it's very, like, it's much more detailed when it comes to trying to read how they're feeling 
about someone else and that someone else is your kid. I feel like I have learned so much more about Zelda's body language and like what it means and what it's, what she's trying to tell Robin at the same time, what she's trying to tell me. And, but it's stuff that like, I never knew, you know, before, even when he was like five months compared to a couple months later. And she, you know, she lays on her side and puts her paw up. I used to think when it was just she and I like, oh, she wants me to rub her belly. Like she loves it. It's fine. But now I've learned, you know, just from following your account that like when she does that to Robin, like that is her way of like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and be submissive because Mm -hmm. I am stressed out right now and you're scaring me. And it's stuff like that, that just like, it's so important to know just to make sure that there's a healthy relationship happening between your dog and your baby. Cause that's obviously what you want, but you have to know like what that entails. You have to know how to read it. It helps. It helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, well, there's, there are many, many pictures and many videos on social media and yeah, unfortunately when I read the comments, and I see that the dog is very stressed and trying to get away from the baby and yawning yeah. and, and lip licking and, and avoiding and the eyes are really big. And, you know, sometimes what you say, right, like on their side, like showing their belly. And, and a lot of times it says, oh, my dog loves my baby and they're best friends. Yes, maybe they are best friends. But right now your dog really wants space from your child. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, unfortunately, when you cannot, and many people don't know it, it's not really common knowledge, right? Like it's not like I I totally get it. Um, But unfortunately, a lot of times if your dog keeps communicating, keeps communicating and it just no one listens, they will start showing more obvious behaviors like snapping or growling or showing teeth. And that's when people really understand. But unfortunately, a lot of times they think it just happened. Uh, Mm. Just like my dog was always fine. And suddenly they don't, they don't like my child. It's never really sudden. And sometimes, sometimes the parents, when we, when we do a session after something happens and they look at the pictures and the videos Mm. And I know it's hard because they feel so guilty because they're like, we just didn't know. And we see it now. This dog was never okay. And this dog was trying to (laughs) communicate that that was not what they wanted. But I mean, it's just, I don't want parents to feel guilty because we know what we know, right? It's like, we don't know what we don't know. So it's not really like, I, I'm, I didn't know about the predator reaction. It's not, you know, and I'm a trainer. So there are many things that you just don't know. And hope most, most of the time, luckily nothing happens. And, um, and I'm glad that more and more parents, and I really see it with my account that it went from I don't know, 100, 100 DMs, 100 direct messages after I was posting a, a quiz with body language questions where people were like, shocked that that's what I'm saying to people sending me those viral videos and like Mm. many sending me the same videos and tagging me where they say this is not right this dog is stressed (laughs) this dog is showing so many signs of stress and it's just I can see it um and it's um I'm very proud of of the parents that they really um now, sometimes, um, you know, make a comment, even if I know that sometimes they will be attacked. Yeah. Um, if they comment and, on, under a certain video. Yeah. And it's all, I feel like it's coming from a place of you want to protect the kid, but you also, you're advocating for the dog who mm-hmm. in that moment cannot necessarily advocate for themselves because whether you just, you don't know that body language yet, or like what that signifies, which absolutely happened to us. You know, we had no idea until we found out or it's just, you know, it's kind of like protecting the one who can't protect themselves at the same time. And I think, you know, as dog owners and pet owners in general, we all, you know, like we love animals, so we want to do what's best for them, but that means we have to know, we have to be able to read their cues. Um, and it also will just help them be more relaxed. And of course, you know, like, of course I feel guilty knowing that my kid is stressing my dog out or that my dog is stressed, you know, like it makes me feel bad for her, 
Um, and it, I, I was for a while. So my son is full on toddler. Um, mm. and we had a really, really hard time for a couple months, especially this past summer, teaching him to give her space. Mm-hmm. It's hard to just, it's, I know to yeah. just back off and, mm-hmm. and also trying to teach him like when she's okay with you petting her and when she's not with you, okay mm-hmm. with you petting her. Um, but for a while in the summer, you know, he gets excited and his instinct is to clench that fist. Yes. <laughs> and so, I mean, it was all day and I'm a stay-at-home parent, so it's just me. And so I, I, I told my husband, I'm, I'm a referee. I am just trying to keep them essentially away <laughs> from each other because yeah. right now Robin just can't understand. He's not to the point where he can understand. Yeah. And he just, you know, like he gets so excited. He'll go from, and I'm like, yes, gentle, open hand to like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. She's so soft. Let me yeah. just have a piece. And yes. I'm glad that you're saying this because that's, I think it's, it's a classic toddler behavior and you cannot change that. Right? Yeah, you like, cannot, you cannot ask, he's not going to be gentle because you say so. Yes. And because you practice 50 times. No, he's going to get excited and the fur feels nice and maybe mm-hmm. the tail will start moving and he's going to grab it. That's yeah. what happens. That's why I love baby gates and I think they're very useful. And I love when the dog has a safe space where they can go mm-hmm. and not be bothered. I, I really think it's very important. Like our kids have nurseries. Our dogs should have at least one spot in the house where they can be not bothered. Yeah. And feel safe. Yeah. And I establishing those boundaries has been, it's been difficult. And oh, I don't know process. if it's because it's just like, again, he just can't, you know, he's, a small child. He just can't understand yeah. yet that like, what do you mean? This dog doesn't want me to touch them all the time and get in their face. They don't want me to throw the ball all the time. Like they don't want me to grab their tail. You know, it's, it's a pro <laughs> it's a process. And I keep telling myself that like, you know, we're, we're working on it and, you know, three to five years from now, this will be, you know, won't even remember this time. Oh yes. It really, it, you were in the thick of it. It's really like you were in the, like for me from the newly mobile baby up until like 18 months for some kids, like 24, mm-hmm. that's, that's like the hardest time. Yes. Really. That's when it's, <laughs> you just have to power through. <laughs> yeah. And just but constantly. Yeah, like, it is. It is just, like you, it's a lot of mental work. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, like depending on the child, of course, but yeah, most of them are just going to like go towards the dog yes. and not really listen. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like I'm, I'm a referee. <laughs> yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, a couple times, I would say at least like once a day, I just, I take pity on Zelda and I'm like, you know what, let's, Let's give Zelda a break. And we have a nice big backyard and we also have a deck and she loves being, I mean, she lived in the Perfect. woods before this. So she loves yeah. being outside. Perfect. And, and that's what yeah. they need. You know, they yeah. really need this downtime. Yeah. Because um, toddlers, well, they are a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yes. So, yes. It's, um, yeah. I cannot imagine. I mean, I, I, I hope, I wish maybe there will be studies really how the, um, how the baby affects the dog, but I can see it a lot of times, especially with older dogs, they don't have the same patience. They don't have, Oh yeah. you know, it must be like, like, you know, a child constantly running around and screaming and falling and pushing something. It's like loud, 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 noise, noise, noise. It's yeah. just, it, it has to affect them to some Oh extent, yeah. Right. Like some dogs. It affects us. Um, I mean, yeah, it, like exactly. Get, right. So yeah. it's just like, I can see so many um just like a side note so many um many times when when a dog has a stronger reaction it is it is because of those it's called trigger stacking which means that multiple things happen within a relatively short period of time it could be okay. an hour or a few hours a day but um a lot of time I think I'm I'm always wondering like how much does this toddler life of toddler contribute to it um Mm. because it could be other external triggers like your dog is scared of strangers and you have Mm. a maintenance person at home and uh, your dog is scared of uh, loud noises and then something is outside happening right like construction side Mm -hmm. so if those add up like you know like you you end up with those multiple triggers and your dog is suddenly on edge 
and that's when your toddler approaches and that's when your dog growls. Yeah. A lot of times it's it's not so much about the toddler, it's about what happened before. Um yeah. so I really it's kind of like with us too. Yes, I really think that really making sure that your dog has that downtime, like what you're doing, like going to the backyard, like giving your dog removing from the situation is really important. So they can decompress. Yeah. So they don't end up in those, uh, you know, like suddenly they're in a place where I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, and like, they, that's the last straw. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's so interesting. The more we talk about it, it's like, of course, I mean, if I'm burnt out from pandemic parenting for the last 17 <laughs> months, like poor Zelda, I can't even imagine, you know, so like she many- probably feels the same. So many parents shared with me that their dogs, and it's not, I mean, it, it, the, the dogs that live, who live with children, it's probably worse, but they shared with me that their dog had a nice routine before the pandemic. They were home, napping, right? No one was yeah. there. Maybe one parent was there, but it was just like the kids were in school or like there was some sort of like a predictable life mm-hmm. and they had a lot of downtime and suddenly everyone was home. And many, many parents told me that their dog was visibly stressed by having, but being this like, you know, it's like on all the time, you don't have any downtime. Like I know when my kids come back from, um, from preschool, I mean, last year from preschool, my dog is like on, she Mm. follows them because they may drop food because they may (laughs) give her something because maybe they will play. It's like, she's never she never sleeps. She never naps from the time they are back home from preschool mm. to the time they are asleep. And dogs need a lot of sleep. They dogs do, sleep. right? So it's yeah. just like really. And then when they were home for two months, it was like we really make an effort where we're like all leaving the house and leaving the dog alone. Or she Aww. was downstairs with my husband. Like really. So she was not constantly up. Oh yeah. And I mean, that's something that I feel like I haven't really even thought about that. Yeah. I mean, now thinking about it, like, do I see Zelda sleep during the day? I mean, it's rare and it's, she sleeps when she sleeps when he naps, when he naps. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he still has, um, he still probably has a longer nap, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, So you probably, she probably has some downtime. Yeah. But if we weren't here, you know, she would Mm -hmm. just be so relaxed, living her best best like alone alone time life and as someone who highly values their alone time like that sounds like the dream to me me too (laughs) right now um yeah I I, love being alone yeah me too (laughs) so it definitely is I guess that's something that we have to kind of remind ourselves is that like it's hard for the dogs too it just just like it's hard for us we get overstimulated the dog gets overstimulated too and making sure that we have that space yeah. where they know they can go and also teaching the child especially once they're mobile that like i'm so sorry this is not this is not a like yes space for you this is not yeah. a play space this is the dog's private you know comforting space and we're going to if she goes there then we're going to leave her there but it's very i'm in the middle of trying to teach that and it's very very hard I really think that, um, yeah, at this age, you you can, of course, focus on teaching. But I think that, it's, you know, it, get, it can get to a point where it just, you just, it's not going to happen right now, right? Yep. Your, your child yeah. is just um, a young toddler. We're really forcing the separation by having the dog in the backyard or having a baby yeah. gate or moving the dog to the flat floor. Um, it's really is what you all need. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you as a mom and <laughs> your dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to have some time away from the child. Um, yeah. You know, it's like people often think that they, your, their dog needs like fancy training. And a lot of times it's really not bad. It's just like knowing that your dog will get overwhelmed, just give them some downtime. And I'm always surprised where people get very defensive that they want to keep the dog in the bedroom when they have a newborn. Mm. And I mean, I do understand where they come from, but it's sometimes, yes, I mean, there is a safety issue, but there is also the fact that this baby will be up every two hours or, or, you know, like three hours or mm-hmm. all the time, all night long. <laughs> my, one of my kids was like that. Oh. And your dog is not going, to, your dog is going to be up too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They're probably not going to sleep through this. And nope. many dogs will get, you know, will follow you. And then it's just not helping anyone. Yeah. It's Our actually, dog used you know, to. Yeah. Go ahead. Your dog was, was like that? Yeah. She, so, I mean, 
she used to sleep. So Robin slept in our room until he was about four months, but we would, we didn't have like space for his recliner and all that stuff. So when he would wake up, we would go into his nursery Mm -hmm. and do the feeding and all that stuff. And yeah, almost every single time Zelda, or at least, especially the first like month, month and a half when she still was unsure of like, like, why are we awake in the night? Like what is going on? I think she got used to it eventually, but even now, if my son wakes up in the night and help and needs some help, like getting back to sleep, she'll maybe wake up after, like she'll come mm-hmm. in after, like I've gone in his room. I've told him like, you're okay. Da, da, da. I've come back into our room and gotten in bed. And then I hear her walking around. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, like it's, she's just, it's, you kind of have to think of it as like, it's another human in this case. Like she's going to hear the baby too. Like she's going to wake up. She's going to kind of want to know, like, what's going on, what's happening. And then she's not getting the rest that she needs mm-hmm. either. And it, it's this, it's a stressful situation for everyone in the middle it of the is. night, well, which is really, really hard. <laughs> Some dogs move out and, and the parents are heartbroken when they move yeah. out of the bedroom. They're like, well, you're not getting any sleep. <laughs> I value my sleep. Like I'm out of here, right? Like they yeah. move to a different floor, like <laughs> somewhere on the couch. And, and and the parents are always shocked and surprised that it happened. But if you think about it, great. It's yeah, great. like at they're tired. Someone, at least someone is getting sleep in yeah. those first, you know, in those first months, especially. Yeah. Um, do you did you feel like you were not ignoring your dog when you first had your twins, but did you ever feel guilty for the amount of t- attention? that they were receiving considering it was, I'm sure, especially with twins, my God, God bless you. Um, it was, you know, probably cut in half minimum compared to what the attention she had been receiving before. It was not cut in half. Like I literally was spending with her probably five minutes after the 3am feeding where it was just like me and Lola time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was petting her throughout the day and giving her attention, but just like me and Lola, that was on her bed, I remember after the like 3 a.m. feeding, just me and her like next to each other. Um, oh, I felt guilty for four years. Um, I felt we I used to compete with my dog. We were flying all over US for competitions. Oh Many, you know, that's how we spent weekends every single holiday. Um, we were training um twice a week with you know uh with a class and then I had a private trainer so it was like I was doing a lot of stuff with Lola mm-hmm. um we were um yeah we also had this we're filming those videos um uh, yeah so um I felt very guilty what I did I hired um a full-time dog walker um, so, and, um, um, we live in San Francisco, so she was going to a really beautiful off-leash park. It's just, um, by the water. So, you know, great, it was a great hike for her. So that was, that was a little bit how I could ease my guilt, but yes, yeah. I really felt very guilty for a very, very long time because I, I had to choose at some point, like, and my, my, my daughter was a bit of a, medical child uh what you would call so we were spending a lot of time there were many visits and many appointments mm-hmm. and so that was and you know and there were two of them yeah. and um so I had to choose what am I going to do am I going to go back to training or am I going to just um have time just a little bit of me time and that was a very hard decision and I felt very guilty, but I just had to choose my sanity. And yeah. I also suffered from postpartum anxiety and maybe depression, Me too. I don't know, but it was just like, you know, it was just, and I just, I chose um, my sanity. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I did, you know, and it's not like Lola was abandoned. She still had a great life. It's just. I didn't see it. And it took me a really long time to get to a place where I accepted it. My life has changed. Her life has changed and we're doing our best. And she now has two people in her life who really care about her and she has a great relationship with them. And we still do things together. Yes. She doesn't have a career as a, you know, detection dog, Um, but 
she can still search for other things like food, like food that, that, that your kids, kids drop. Yeah. Hide in the, yeah, well, that too. That too. she, yeah, she's uh, she went, yeah, she went from from a career, professional career, to um, cleaning after my kids at some point, <laughs> and she took this job very seriously and and definitely loved it. Um, I mean, she's. She, I'm. I'm. I don't feel guilty anymore. But as I said, it took me four years to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I. That mean that makes sense because it's such a big, you know, such a big transition. Especially not only having a kid is a transition, but your dog had a career. Your career mm-hmm. was intertwined with your dog. You guys had such a strong bond and connection. And we did. it's not. It's not that it disappeared. It just changed. And that. But of course, yeah, of course you're going to feel guilty. Um, but I did just want to, I just bring that up because I wanted to just have everyone else here that like, if you're, you know, if they're feeling guilty, you're not alone. Like we all no. have this guilt where we just, you know, we miss being able to pay attention to them the way that we did before. And the love is still there. And, you know, like they, of course, yes, they still have a great life. They get to, I mean, the amount of snacks that Zelda gets in a day from (laughs) yeah that that that, it's uh, that's definitely a a, a huge benefit (laughs) oh yeah I mean she she learned very quickly that like oh he's (laughs) I I asked Robin okay like okay let's go to your chair because he still is in a high chair and Zelda Mm -hmm. just all right here we go (laughs) (laughs) the amount of times I say like this is not a family style meal I'm I'm so sorry this is you're not invited (laughs) to this dinner right now so it's not that yeah they're not, we're not abandoning them. We're not neglecting them, but we do just feel guilt that the relationship has changed. Yeah. And I, I miss it. I really miss training with my dogs. Now, I, I mean, I'm in a different place now, so I actually have time mm-hmm. now for this, but yeah. um, initially it was, it's not like I didn't want this to do, right. It was still, I really enjoyed doing that detection training and um it was my world and many of my friends were from this world. And then yeah. suddenly I just, it's not only that we stopped doing it, but I also stopped seeing the people that I really liked. Yeah. And so it was just like losing this part of my life was hard too. Um, you know, we moved on. <laughs> there there yeah. are other people in my life right now and we can still do it on the, you know, at home. We don't do it um, with, with the with the trainer and and the group of people that I used to train with, yeah, as life goes on, yeah, <laughs> life things goes change. On. Life goes on. It's hard in the moment, but you know you're still you're still a great dog owner. You're you're doing all the right things. We all are doing all the right things. That doesn't mean it doesn't feel hard, but yeah. we are. Yeah, we're all doing what we need to do, and it is. Um, I again, I know that like in three years, I'll be able to also like pass off like, Oh, can you go feed? Can you go feed Zelda? Can you go feed the dog? And you know, it's, that's teaching responsibility. That's teaching dependence. It's teaching these really great skills that I learned as someone, we got our first dog when I was in kindergarten. So I was about five. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited to kind of pass that on. So I know like right now it's hard, but it will get better. And I'm excited. I'm excited to watch their relationship really mm-hmm. develop and for Robin and Zelda to have that bond that I had with my dog, who was also a German shepherd mix oh, when I was young. Yeah. yeah. I love German shepherds, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with German shepherds. Yeah. I mean, they're great. Very loyal, very, very protective um, and very fluffy and soft. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, well, let's start to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being here and talking about all of this stuff. I feel like, especially, a, I mean, almost every single one of my friends, whether they have a child or not has a dog. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, this is information, especially when we were talking about the body language stuff and how dogs get overstimulated, just like us, that's information that we should all know whether or not we have a child. So yes. I really, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So our last two questions that I ask everyone, Mm -hmm. how has being a parent changed you as a person? Aside from, you know, we kind of just talked about your career was different for a little while. Now it seems like you're able to do it um, just maybe in a different sense, but how has it changed you as a person? 
Gosh, I don't even remember who I was before. No, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it made me more resilient. Yes. In terms of, you know, like what you can keep pushing through. Yeah. And I think because I, um, I had a medical child and I really, you know, you just have to fight for them. And I just know that I, no matter what life, life throws at me, I can handle it now because I had to be my child's advocate. And a lot of times I had to, um, it wasn't really in my comfort zone. I really had to push it and, and, and I did it. Yeah. And it's hard to, especially, yeah, it's, if it's hard to advocate sometimes for others, or if it just feels like it's out of your, it's hard to be out of your comfort zone, but once, once you do it, you know, that you can do it again, it will still be hard, but like, you've already done it at least once you can do it again. I think, um, being a parent has definitely made me more resilient as well. And just knowing that I think a lot of times I flash back to early postpartum when Mm -hmm. I was just like, I, I had postpartum anxiety for sure. Never officially diagnosed, but you know, looking back on it, definitely Mm -hmm. had it. And I was having a really hard time. And I remember just being so in the thick of it and just having such a hard time, but I, but I'm here. I did Mm -hmm. it. Like I, I kept going. It was very hard, but I made it through and important to like kind of just keep reminding yourself of how strong you are that you know you have it's such a cliche but it's like you know I'm sure we've all seen it you've survived like a hundred percent of your worst days because you're still here yeah I mean the first days with my twins after my dog tried to you know she attacked them it was it was hard but yes and I I did yes I did survive all all of this so yes that really definitely made me resilient yeah. And then our very last question, what's a lawn chair moment that you've had recently where it's just been a time that you've really enjoyed or? Oh, let me think. Um, I had a day where I just decided it was a day where I'm not going to work. And um, even if I had to, and my kids were at school because they um, they just started the new school. So they're now six hours, 15 minutes. <laughs> um, and I just decided those six hours and 15 minutes yes. were just for myself. Like I'm not going to um, work. I'm not going to do anything that it's on my to-do list. It was just about going to my favorite coffee place. It, it was about calling my friends and just literally hanging out. Uh, I mean, <laughs> just the best as I'm just like picturing that and I'm loving that for you. And it's just so important to do that I did because yeah. yes, <laughs> which is just the best to just sometimes just not do anything. Um, just this past week, I was just, I woke up just feeling really tired. It was rainy and cloudy outside. Mm-hmm. And normally I am very much like watching the camera on my phone. Okay. He's asleep. Like it's go time here. Let me like, let me bring out the mental to-do list. How many of these things can I accomplish while he's asleep? And I just wasn't feeling it. And I just, in my head, I said, it's okay for me to rest. I like, Mm -hmm. I basically had to give myself permission. Like I'm allowed to rest my body. I'm allowed to rest. So I sat in the recliner under a nice warm blanket. And I watched reality TV for an hour and a half. And it was just so, it was so nice. And I, I can picture that (laughs) just, ah, like just so, so nice, mostly because it's a rare moment, you know, it's not something that I do every day, but I think I enjoyed it even more so because I gave myself permission Mm -hmm. to enjoy it. And I was not going to let myself feel guilty. It wasn't going to let my anxiety make me feel guilty about it. Yeah. The same. Yeah. I was just like, I'm just going to enjoy the day and I'm not even going to go home to be near my computer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Because I know I, you know, once I'm home, then I will start checking emails and then (laughs) I will be working. So I just spent the whole day. It was a nice day. So I spent it outside. I I think I went to the beach at some point. Oh my gosh. So it was just like, you know, it was just like one of those days where I literally 
then I mean it's a very rare day but um, <laughs> where it it was just about me yeah I didn't even and have as... Lola with me because I mean Lola is easy yeah I could have her yeah. but um she had other plans <laughs> that day she was busy <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I'm you had your six hours and 15 minutes I love yeah. that you know that those 15 minutes, like, <laughs> yes. As soon as you said that, I was like, yes, I love her. I love that she knows exactly how much time because I feel like I'm that way too, where it's like, okay, he fell asleep at 1235. I have one hour and 55 <laughs> minutes. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's important to take, take that time. And, you know, as I was going to say as much as you need, but like realistically, as much as you're given and Maybe it's six yeah. hours one day. Maybe it's an hour. Maybe it's only five minutes after a 3 a.m. feed and you're laying on your bed yeah. with your dog. Um, but you have to carve out that time for your sanity, for yourself. So important, which is why we always, I always end the episode with this to just kind of like bring us all back, like back down to earth and focus on ourselves for a second. Well, this has been so great. Thank you again. Um, you can find Dominica on Instagram at dog meets underscore baby. Um, she's constantly posting, uh, videos to kind of like spot the dog body, you know, almost like a quiz and Mm -hmm. information to help you better your relationship with your dog and also better the relationship between your dog and your baby. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It's been amazing. (laughs) I really, really (laughs) enjoyed our conversation. I know me too. It was so good. So good. Um, it's always nice to talk to someone who knows more than me (laughs) about like something that I'm interested in though. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always, I just feel like, and that's basically every single episode. So I feel like I'm always learning something new, um, which is the whole point because as parents, we are constantly learning as humans and (laughs) we're constantly learning and evolving and, um, essentially updating our software to keep going (laughs) all the time, all the time. And it's that in itself is tiring, but you got to do it. You got to do it. So thank you again. Um, Definitely check out Dominica's Instagram page and give her a follow. And she also has courses. Um, If you're really, if you are pregnant right now and you, that dog is sitting right next to you, it's, it's going to change. And it is, like you said, it's hard to predict what it's going to be like, but it is your responsibility to be prepared for you, for your partner, for your baby, and for the dog, for everybody who lives in that house. Give <laughs> <laughs> you a peace of mind. Yes. Yes. It will help you just make one, one tiny thing going on in your life postpartum, yeah. just maybe a little, just a tiny bit easier to deal with, which is 100% something that we all need to do for ourselves. Yes. All right. Well, I will talk to you guys later. Thank you so much, Dominica. Bye.